Welcome to this podcast. Today we have the pleasure of welcoming Jit Saini from Merck. Good morning, Jit. Could you briefly introduce yourself? Yes, with pleasure. Uh, good morning, Olivier. Good morning, everyone out there. Um, it's a pleasure to be with you today, and it's a pleasure to actually be speaking with you, Olivier, on, on behalf of Eurocarers. Um, I've done work with Eurocarers now for um, a couple of years, and I think it's an organization um, that I hold in very high esteem and, and I, I truly respect. And I know that at Merck, you know, we, we really love partnering with you. So a um, little bit about me. So I'm a physician by, by training. Um, I saw patients uh, for a number of years myself uh, as a clinician and, of course, also saw firsthand carers and the caring community and the power of what they do. So within Merck, I am head of medical affairs for the European region, uh, which essentially means that my role is to make sure that every eligible patient gets the right drug that we can possibly get to them to make sure that they get the right treatments. Um, so it means I put patients um, first uh, amongst everything that, that we have to do as a company. Uh, and with that, of course, I think comes an important obligation to carers. And that's why I'm so delighted to be here with you today, Olivier. Fantastic. Thank you very much. So we, we're here in the framework of the European Carers Day. Um, the theme of this year's campaign is the, the importance of the balance between work, life and care responsibilities. Uh, we heard that Merck has um, a few uh, policies, HR policies that are caring for that are carer friendly. Um, could you explain us a bit more about what exactly is going on? Yes, sure, um, with pleasure. So as I mentioned, uh, you know, we consider ourselves to be a patient-directed company. And so that means we, we collaborate with patients and carers to obviously incorporate their perspectives throughout our processes to shape the way we contribute towards the design and delivery of healthcare. And, and this may sound like quite an intuitive thing for a pharmaceutical company to be doing, and it sounds like it's quite simple to put in place. But what I can really tell you is it requires an important mindset shift at all levels of our company. And one of the things I'm really proud to say is that it's an approach that was endorsed at the highest level of Merck, including at the board level. So, so given that patient-directed approach, uh, we consider it entirely logical that we also commit to improving the quality of life of our carers within Merck. So that's where we got started. Thank you, Jit. Could you explain us what specific carer-friendly policies and initiatives has Merck implemented and how they have impacted employees with caring responsibilities? Sure, Olivia. Yeah, I can, I can tell you actually about a, a couple. Um, and let me start with our employee assistance program, which is a dedicated phone line and email address, which operates 24-7. And it provides support for not just employees, but also immediate family members. And, and what the program strives to do is offer that broad range of services to address issues such as traumatic events, mental health, child and elder care, relationship challenges, financial legal problems. And, and most services are available virtually. Um, and many of our employees have used the program already to seek support and comfort. So that, that's one of them. The other one that I think is really important is our Global Employee Resource Group, which was founded in 2019 by carers for carers. Um, and the group developed a caregiving e-learning module um, for all employees to better understand the issues carers face in the workplace and how employees and managers can be supportive of their carer colleagues. And I think that's really, really fundamental because understanding um, the carer relationship, the carer needs is obviously important for all employees, whether or not they're in a, in a caring relationship themselves. Um, 
We also updated the HR benefits offering. So we recognize that high working flexibility and a perceptive line manager are key to support carers in their challenging life situations. So our new future ways of working policy provides managers and their employees with multiple opportunities and benefits to address their unique circumstances. So things like part-time or flex-time work, job sharing, remote working opportunities, extended leave, just to name a few. Um, one of the other things I'll mention is across the Atlantic in, in Canada, our company recently launched the Caregiver Concierge, which is a dynamic hub of resources, exclusive offers and discounted services designed to connect carers with the support they need. And, and Olivia, I'll, I'll give to give you one more. Um, and that's complementing all the things I've talked about already. We also think it's important to get authentic stories across. So we have also internal videos of employees providing powerful personal stories um, of their carer responsibilities and, and what they're doing to look after um, family members, relatives, friends around the world. So those inter internal videos are also really, really impactful. And all of these initiatives and, and, and many others help to validate not only our genuine commitment to our employees, but also to create a, a, a caring culture within the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is very inspiring indeed, because not only you provide help for people with caring responsibilities, but you also put them in the right uh, in the right settings to step out and identify themselves, which is also very important. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Thank you. Many businesses may worry about the financial implications of such policies. Can you speak about potential return on investment and long-term benefits of investing in, in carer-friendly initiatives? It's a great question, Olivia. Uh, and I think first and foremost, you know, providing carer-friendly policies, it's the right thing to do um, for any company. So our employees are dedicated and hardworking and ultimately taking care of them allows us to focus um, focus them better on the work that they need to do without being burdened by the weight of their worries and care responsibilities. And, and we always say, you take care of your employees, they'll take care of you. So looking at some of those care-friendly policies from a business lens, the numbers themselves actually do the talking. The proportion of the working population who have caring responsibilities is growing um, year, in, year on year. As societies are aging, uh, uh, through a combination of people having less children and medical advances allowing population to live longer, more and more people in their prime working years will find themselves caring for parents, spouses, siblings, and other loved ones. Um, and it's pretty striking that nearly one third of carers spend over 60 hours a week caring for a loved one. Um, and of course, naturally, many then suffer under the emotional and financial strain of balancing their jobs, their employment, and also their caring responsibilities. Um, and the lack of work flexibility um, which is often the case in, in many uh, organizations today, and the prohibitive cost of formal care uh, can prevent carers from returning to or staying in work. And that's something that we simply just can't allow. Um, carers have enormous potential and, and they're a hugely valuable resource to businesses, yet they're often overlooked. And businesses need to operate efficiently and productively to survive. And having carer-friendly policies actually secures enhanced recruitment, a wider talent pool, reduced staff turnover, greater engagement and commitment, you know, increased job satisfaction um, and a reduction in absenteeism. So the proportion of workforce, as I said, they're going to be more and more active carers. Um, so if businesses implement solutions now, they can improve their future sustainability and resilience. 
Um, so investing in your workforce now could make all the difference in the future. Lastly, behind each and every patient is a person who cares for them. Carers are the invisible hand to hold, the gentle voice that soothes, and the indefatigable shoulder to lean on. Yet maintaining self-care while caring for somebody else can be extremely challenging. And as employers, it's our job to care for our carers and ensure they have all the tools at their disposal to succeed, because ultimately their success is going to be our success. As a champion and industry leader for the rights of, of people with caring responsibility, what is your vision for the future of carer-friendly policies building on the initiatives at the um, EU political level? And how can we ins inspire the change still needed in Europe? Yeah, thanks, Olivia. Firstly, thank you for the compliment. I, I don't know if I'm a, a champion, um, but it's something that I'm really passionate about. And although I really talk about it, like most of us, I, I've been a carer myself at different times and in, in different capacities. And I feel that fighting for a global standard support for the carer community is critical now more than ever. So every year we reach new milestones. In 2019, the Work-Life Balance Directive was adopted. Then in 2020, Eurocarers launched the first ever European Carers Day. In 2022, the European Commission presented the European Care Strategy. And that's just on the European level. Um, milestones on the national level are often dwarfed by these larger initiatives at, at, at you know, European level and at global level, but they're indispensable in providing immediate support and life-changing resources. Um, so I, I've gone from year to year in 2023, so this year, it's actually been six years since the creation of Embracing Carers and four years since the adoption of the Work-Life Balance Directive. And we're starting to see the fruits of our labour. And, you know, one of these One of these truths is that change is gradual and incremental, but the most crucial step is, is getting started. And I think, you know, at Merck, you know, as the oldest pharmaceutical company in the world with a 355 year history, we understand the importance of catalyzing change for the better. And, and society's massive strides in science, technology and medicine just in the last few decades are mirrored in the advancement of people's societal, social and political rights. So the ever-increasing visibility and protection of the rights of carers are part of, of all of that change. I continue to believe that informal carers occupy an essential, indispensable role in society and in the fabric of patients' lives. And with the rise of chronic illnesses such as cancer um, and in the aging populations we already talked about, Olivier, the role of carers in securing sustainable and efficient healthcare systems has never been more important and, and, and critical. And, and as such, informal carers need the support at every step in their caregiving journey from us providing psychosocial support and practical guidance from healthcare professionals to ensuring their rights are reflected and enshrined in national guidelines and legislation. So our vision for the future, I think, relies on two things. Firstly, um, a very healthy ambition, and then secondly, consistency. We, we can't achieve our social and political goals to protect and support carers if we're not ambitious. We must be inclusive and generous in our employment policies and social rights framework reflecting the cultural and epidemiological shift happening in our own homes. And we've got to match that ambition, as I said, with consistency. We need to fight the long fight. And, and that consistent and concerted engagement from governments, society, and industry will be key in achieving social, economic, and health benefits for informal carers. There's a lot of work left to do, but together, standing on the shoulders of giants, we can usher in the change needed for carers everywhere. Well, thank you very much, Chit. The initiatives you've described are remarkable. Let's hope that this 
podcast serves as a source of inspiration for other major companies and it triggers positive change in the lives of people with caring responsibilities across Europe. Thank you. My sincere thanks to you as well, Olivier, because I think, you know, we're so impressed and so dependent on the great work that Eurocarers do. And it, for us, it's a real honour and a privilege to be able to partner with Eurocarers from the Merck side. So, so thank you, Olivier, from my side as well. It's been a pleasure spending this time with you.